Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway North Church based out of Winnipeg, Canada. Your Sunday sermon, any day of the week. You know, if I asked you how many people here want to be more empathetic, probably every hand would go up. Am I right? How about more compassionate? I'm, I'm sure we all want to be more compassionate, maybe more sympathetic, more, more relatable. Um, every, we, we all want to be more of these things, right? And I want to show you this morning from Scripture how God can make us that way. And it's not by taking a course or it's not by reading a book. Um, it, is, it is something that God does inside of us. And so I'm, I'm going to talk about comfort this morning. If you have a Bible nearby, um, head to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It is a second book written to Christians in the city of Corinth. The preamble for this book also says that this letter should be passed around to people in the general vicinity. So this appears in the first century. Corinth was an interesting city, a place where, well, it was the Las Vegas of the ancient Near East. It was, uh, it was quite a place, but there was a church there. And they lived in a culture that, that, that sort of advertised many different kinds of comforts. And, uh, well, so does ours, doesn't it? In fact, it's not wrong to get comfort from things. We all get comfort, don't we? How many of us get comfort from, from coffee? Come on, you guys. Let's be honest. I know it's more than that. We get, we get comfort from, uh, we get, maybe you have a favorite, uh, a favorite, couch or a favorite spot in your living room or maybe you maybe you're a music person maybe you get comfort from music there are many different comforts maybe you have a pet um, and maybe you get comfort from from your pet Uh, these these are not wrong things but they're not ultimate things then of course there are illegitimate comforts like like substance abuse that's not a good comfort Um, and yet lots of people hide these things uh, in in their lives. So let's read these verses, and then I'm going to unpack them for us in the next 20 minutes or so. I'm starting in verse 3 of 2 Corinthians and the first chapter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Now, the first thing that I, I want to say uh, this morning is I'm going to talk about God's comfort. So I'm not talking about uh, coffee or uh, well, hey, I mean the Lord can comfort you through a cup of coffee. That's not a wrong thing, but it's not what I'm, I have in view this morning. And the first thing I want to say is that God's comfort is transcendent. 
It's a completely different category. In fact, in these verses, in these four verses, there are 31 times in the New Testament where this word comfort appears. And 10 of them, almost a third, are in these verses. This is a comfort goldmine. If you want to understand what the Bible has to say about comfort, this is a great place. And notice the language of this. All comfort, any uh, affliction, um, any comfort. So, so the language is superlative. The language is saying that, that God's comfort is a, an entirely different category. And then if you read on, which we didn't do, but he talks about, well, even in these verses, he uses the word affliction three times and sufferings three times and then burdened and despaired and in peril. So, so these people are going through things. If you open a letter and you start talking about comfort, you know that your audience needs, needs comfort. If you open a letter and you, you start talking about congratulations, then presumably something good has happened. Or, but, but he says, he talks about comfort and he jams these verses with comfort and then he acknowledges all these other difficult things that are happening. And if you read 1 Corinthians and the rest of this book, you get there's all kinds of tensions. There's relational tension. There's financial tension. There's, there's tension about leadership in the church. And, and there's all kinds of things happening. And he says... There's a God of all comfort who actually can help us in any affliction. Now, just think about that for a second. All comfort and any affliction. I was at a a box store on Regent Avenue this week. Uh, I had to pick something up. And I was distracted because in the center of the store, they had, I think it was about $4,500, a massage chair. Have you seen these things? I mean, this thing was epic. And to make it even better, it was right in front of an 8K TV. So if you bought both of those things, you probably wouldn't have much change in in $10,000. But I said to my friend who was with me, hang on a second, I just got to try this. So I I, I put my phone at the side and I took my jacket off because what's the sense in, you know, having a big poofy jacket on. And I sat down in this thing and I pressed the button and instantly around my arms, it started to inflate and it started, it's like a, like a blood pressure cuff for your whole arm. And then on my legs, the same thing. And then suddenly behind there's these little things that come out from the fabric and start to, and I thought, wow, this is, this is quite a machine. And, and then my friend said, I have kids in the car. We should probably go. So I, You know, that's the best our culture can offer us. I mean, these verses are telling us there's comfort from God and you don't need a massage chair to access that. Is that good news? There's comfort from God and you don't need an 8K TV to access it. There's peace that God can give us and you don't need all those different things. And that's, and and you don't need expensive coffee and you don't need expensive clothes and you don't need whatever that thing is for you. God's comfort is transcendent. And it's the very essence of who God is. It says in in these words, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. 
This, God is not some cosmic pharmacist, just bear with me, who has, who has shelves and shelves of different things, you know, like there's suffering and there's, uh, you know, there's congratulations and there's happiness. And, and, then, and then somewhere on all the shelves, there's, there's a bottle called comfort that he goes to like once a year and says, okay, you know, Julia's had a tough year. I'm going to give her some comfort now. Here you go, Julia. Um, and, and then I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give Chloe a, a comfort as well. And anyone else need a comfort? I've got five left. That's not how God is. God is the God is the father of all mercies. He's he is the God of comfort. It's a t- different category. Comfort is the essence of of who God is. God God's comfort is is completely by itself and he doesn't have to he doesn't have to go, "Oh, let me try and figure out how I can comfort." No, no, no. When you meet God, you meet comfort. And this is not, by the way, the God of other faiths. Let's, let's just pause here for a second. Other faiths that maybe offer us what they think is wisdom, but they don't tell us how to attain those things, or, or never mind empower us to become those ideals. Or other faiths that talk about a God who is somewhat of a tyrant, or someone who only is to be feared. Of course, we do fear the Lord, but... We can fear him in a wonderful way because we know he's a, God, he's a father to us. This isn't the God of karma or bad luck. This isn't the God even of just a vague notion of a creator. No, this is a personal God. This is a God who, who actually is powerful and yet comforts us in our troubles. I think that's good news. Does anybody have a trouble here this morning? Anyone have an affliction, a peril, a pressure? And it says further that God is a, God is a father. Now that's, that is an interesting thing that we don't talk about. Maybe as much as we might. It says he's the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is, this is the Christian God. But it says that in, later on in, in chapter 6, he says, I will be a father to you. And he is the father of all mercies. Not, not one mercy. Not mercy for the well-behaved. Mercy for those of us who need mercy. And it's mercies plural. It's not... He doesn't have... He's not the cosmic pharmacist who also has a bottle of mercy somewhere in the back. This is the nature of God's fatherhood is comfort and mercy. And guys, those of us who are dads, this should inform our fatherhood. If we have a heavenly father who is this way, we should be this way. Dads, we should be kind. We should be comforting. We should be we should be merciful to our kids. We should aspire to be that way. And, and men, if God is a father, we should reflect his fatherly heart. We shouldn't outsource comfort to, oh, that's a girl's thing. That's a women's thing. No, 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 no. If God the father is the father of all mercies, we should be that way too. So, God's comfort is transcendent. 
There's a second, there's a second uh, quality of God's comfort I want to talk about this morning. And that is that God's comfort is transformative. Now, there's a lot of discussion about this phrase, the sufferings of Christ. And there are some who say, look, everyone knows the sufferings of Christ are the sufferings of Jesus on the cross. And so what this is saying is that if you ever are, you know, in big trouble with the government because of your faith, then God will comfort you. And, and that's true, but I don't think that's what these verses are saying. Because there's no evidence in either of Paul's letters to the Corinthians, or in history, or in archaeology, that that was the experience of these Christians. They weren't, go, they weren't actually, these Christians at this time this letter was written were not being massively persecuted. They weren't being martyred or thrown in prison. So I don't think Paul, good news, if you're not being martyred, you still qualify for God's comfort. And then some people would say, well, look, I mean, Jesus said himself, you have to take up your cross and follow him. And so any, any suffering that comes your way because you're following the Lord, in, whatever, in big or small ways, you qualify for God's comfort. And I think that's true. I think you do. But I think these verses are broader than that too and then some people would say well look when Paul was when Paul had his Damascus Road experience the voice said why are you persecuting me and, and that voice was Jesus so if you are going through a hassle if someone else is hassling you at work in the lunchroom or in the classroom or in the in the gym or just in life they, there is a sense in which they are actually doing that to the Lord. And so you are sharing in Christ's sufferings in that sense. And I think that's a legitimate interpretation here. But guess what? If that's not happening to you, you still qualify for the comfort of God. And, and I think that what we can do is we exclude ourselves from qualifying, if I can use that word, for God's comfort because we're not going through things that have any particularly spiritual root. But if God is the God of all comfort, he is able to comfort us in all our afflictions. <laughs> like your baby that won't sleep at night. Like your car that won't start. Like your finances that are difficult. Like, like the mess you got yourself in by your own stupidity. God can meet you there as well and comfort you there too. Don't think that you have to be some kind of Christian superhero to qualify for the comfort in these verses. There is comfort in these verses for people going through tremendous hardship because of spiritual or political reasons. But I think Paul has more in view here. I think Paul says this is the God of all comfort. The Greek language here for share in means inward pressure. How many of us know what inward pressure feels like? Come on, raise your hand. Let's have some participation. Everyone in the room knows what inward pressure feels like. 
It feels like a paper that you have to write, and the deadline is lunchtime. That happened to me one time. It feels like a deadline that you have to put your offer in on the house by, and if you don't do it by that deadline, you can't put an offer in. It feels like kids who need dental work and your insurance only covers a certain amount or maybe you don't have insurance and how are you going to make that work it feels like you know what it feels like and that's the word that's used here inward pressure see I think God our father the father of all mercies he has comfort for all of us all the time, in all our trials, <laughs> crying babies, car repairs, health challenges, financial stress, relational tension. Listen, don't reach only for the coffee. You don't need to buy a massage chair. You can come to the God of all comfort and experience something that this world cannot sell you. And that's good news. You know, I experienced the God of all comfort on holiday this week, this uh, summer. I would have liked to have been on holiday this week. We're staying in a hotel, and um, we'd done we'd done laundry. We'd sort of worn out all our clothes, so we'd done laundry. I was, I'd put them in the, I put all the laundry in the dryer. It's one of these coin fed dryers. And the dryer ended, but the laundry wasn't dry. And I didn't have any more coins. So I went down to the lobby and I said, hey, um, can I get some more coins? The, the money machine was broken. The lady said, I can't give you any coins. So I said, well, can I buy them? Like, can I? Can I give you my visa card and I'll buy them? And she said, no, we can't do that. I said, well, can I give you my debit card? No, we can't do that. I said, well, can I buy a, can I buy a, a chocolate bar? Because they had, you know, like a little, a little counter. Of the, I said, can I, buy a, can I buy something and, you know, you give me the change? Or like, let, let's find a solution. She said, no, I can't do that either. I said, can you charge it to my room? I'm like, I'll pay. No, she said, I can't do that. I said, look, I'm just trying to dry my kids' clothes. I, I'm not trying to cause trouble. I just, I just want like $2 to put in the machine. She said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to find another solution. I could think of more than one or two solutions. <laughs> she would not have been comforted by them. So anyway, I, like I was done. I was the, she, she basically said, I can't help you. I, so, so I go up to the laundry room and I'm sitting there on this little stool and I'm putting this damp clothing in and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to go and find a, like some other laundry place. I'm going to have to go on Google Maps. And, and it, was, it, it was like 10 o'clock at night. So. And uh, I'm, I'm pulling the, the laundry out and putting it in. And suddenly I see... Uh, I'm conscious there's a person in the doorway. So I look over and there's this couple there. And they said, oh, we just wanted to give you $5 so you can finish drying your clothes. We heard what was going on. 
and and I we were in the U.S. and I didn't have American cash, um, and I said, you know, I, I it's okay, like I'll figure it out. I can't, I can't, uh, I don't have any money, or can I can I send you money? I don't even know if you can do that across. So they said, no, 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 like we want to give you five dollars, and it maybe sounds weird now, but. Uh, I was so moved, like I experienced grace from these people. And I, I just, I just actually, I didn't know where to leave myself. I, I just was like, really? You, you just gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I got the stuff, for, I tried to find them, I couldn't find them, I don't know why. But you know, I, I received that from the Lord. You see, God's, God's comfort is a real thing. Now, here's the third thing about God's comfort. It's transferable. There are two words in these verses that are really interesting. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. Here we go. You ready for this? So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort we have received. When you receive comfort from God, you don't just receive comfort. You are empowered to bring comfort to other people. And here's the neat thing. They don't have to go through the same thing as you to receive that comfort. So if you have been comforted by God because you lost a parent, you can comfort somebody who is unemployed. If you've battled financial challenges and received comfort from God for finances, you can actually comfort someone else who is sick. If you've received comfort because you failed a university course, You can comfort somebody who is lonely. And that's what it says. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in exactly the same affliction as you and the same age as when it happened to you. No, it doesn't say that. It says so that we can comfort those in any affliction. Because what happens is God wants to make us comforting people. He wants to make us bringers of his comfort to wherever we are. But guess what? You can't bring what you don't have. And you can't get God's comfort without going through some stuff where you have to turn to him and receive that comfort. And some of us are are trying to get out of the situation that bugs us so much. And maybe God actually wants To use that situation to give us his comfort so that we can then give that same comfort to 18 other people in the next six months. So if you've been divorced, you can bring comfort to someone in a different kind of grief. And if you got stuck in traffic and you were late for your meeting or you're squeezed for time... And you say, Lord, help me, help my boss to have grace with me. And then your boss doesn't even notice that you're late because they were more late. (laughs) 
But then you have an ex- you have an opportunity to be gracious with someone else in a different situation. And you remember how God was gracious with you because you got stuck behind a train. And that enables you to be gracious with someone else who forgot their whatever. So God wants us to see that in every trial we have, there is a so that clause. (laughs) There is a so that purpose. And our tendency, my tendency, my tendency is to just get away from inconvenience, get away from suffering, get away from low grade, uh, like get me away from this. I don't like being inconvenienced. Leave me alone. And you know, it doesn't work because we're in a fallen world. This world is not going to leave you alone. But also we have a loving father. And he wants to meet us in these day-to-day situations. And he wants to give us something that we don't have, which is his spirit. And he wants to use those situations so that we can in turn pass it on to other people. In fact, the word comfort is an English word rooted in two Latin words, conforte, which means we get stronger together. You see, God's comfort often comes through people. Later on, Paul's going to write in this book, we were comforted by the coming of Titus. God absolutely comforts us when we're alone, you know, praying about things and so on. But so often he does it through people. And I think we need to be a little bit careful that we don't start thinking about, you know, about God as just up there in the sky somewhere. Because actually, he lives in each of us who are believers, and he wants us to be means of comfort to one another. And so, he's chosen to express his comfort and deliver it in human form. And I think that's wonderful news. Oh, I've gone a minute and a half over, so why don't I wrap up? You don't need to buy an 8K TV. You don't need to buy a massage chair. You don't need to read a hundred books about becoming more empathetic or listen to a podcast every day about becoming more compassionate. Maybe some of those things are helpful. But we have a God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we can comfort those in any affliction. Let's receive the love of God. And let's ask him, Lord, where do you want me to pass that on to somebody this week? May the Lord help us. May the Lord make us his comforters. May we receive his comfort. And by the way, I mentioned it, but I want to say it again. If you're in a situation of your own doing, your own stupidity, your own sin, your own failing, 
your own bungling. Even for you, he is still the God of all comfort. He's still your heavenly father. And his grace does not st- is not standoffish towards you. May the Lord encourage us. And uh, by his grace, can we put this to good use this week. And receive what he has for us. Because it's good. It's better than if the bombers win this afternoon. That'll be a great comfort to some of us. But you know what? It's not eternal. It's not spiritual. And if they lose, you're going to be sad. And you're going to need to listen to this message again. (laughs) I'm going to sit down now. Bless you. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Gateway North podcast. We hope you've been challenged and inspired from God's word. To find out more about Gateway Church, head to gatewaywinnipeg.com.